Now with all of the evidence for biblical creation, how do we use that in evangelism? Putting creation evidences to work today on Creation Magazine Live. The audio podcast that you're about to hear features scientific evidence for biblical creation. For many more evidences for the accuracy of the Bible, visit our website, creation.com. Hi, I'm Richard Fangrad. And I'm Calvin Smith. Today on Creation Magazine Live, we're talking about uh, evidences and apologetics and how to use those to show people that the Bible is true. Right. Now, um, it, 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 we often encounter people, as, as speakers with CMI, people yep. come up to us and say, well, you know, I don't need to know this stuff. I'm, I'm a solid Christian. I believe the Bible. I believe God created and I have no problem with that. And that's, that's great. I mean, that's, that's, that's where we all want to be, right. to have that solid faith. In a, in a sense, you know, the, the, the Bible, God said it, that settles it type of a thing. Right. The Bible actually talks about having a childlike faith. Childlike in the sense right. that, um, you know, when you're, you're young and your parents say, hey, I love you, and, and, and you know, they communicate with you, you just accept it because, right. of course, why, why wouldn't you, right? You believe they're a loving, yeah. loving parent. So. And, and we, can, we can certainly relate to that where, where people say, yes, I, I, don't need, I don't need to come to this seminar because I don't need the evidence for creation. Creation isn't, part, isn't a stumbling block for my faith. Right. And again, that's great. But what do you do with the students in your church and, and many adults who don't believe the Bible? Right. You know, you the, know the, I, you wouldn't want to be rude to somebody and, and make it well, two-pointed, no, but no. The, the thing is when somebody says, well, I don't need this stuff. I, I don't need to come to this seminar. I don't need to read books on creation. I don't need to watch this show. I don't need to do anything like that because my faith is strong. Well, you know, you got a real eye problem there. I, I, I. It's all about you, it, it, right? Yeah, it is. What about somebody else? Um, you know, and I can give my own testimony to say that these issues that Creation Ministry speaks to, I mean, that's why I'm so passionate about the ministry, because these were stumbling blocks to my faith, right? I'd accepted evolution as fact. It was, that's just science right, growing up. Right. So when people would talk to me about God, I was looking at them like, like you're loopy. You know, like, I know where I came from, man. I came from pond scum billions of years ago. What, what, what do you, you know, just right, go read a yeah. science textbook. Like, I was looking at them like they were stupid. I, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just, that's the way I yes, look at them. Yeah, sure, I'm just being yeah. honest. I was like, don't you watch any kind of TV? Look at all the TV programs in support of evolution. We don't need to explain or have God to explain anything. So, really, you know, there are many people that reject Christ because they're convinced that science disproves the Bible. There are statistics yeah. that, that, that church leaders know uh, know about and have known about for a long time. We'll list some of them here. You know, uh, George Barna, he's kind of like the Christian Gallup poll guy, right? Yes. He released a study in 2006 that 61% of young people from Christian homes that go to public schools lose their faith. Uh, Assemblies of God down in the United States, a big denomination, said 66% of their young people were vanishing by 18. Uh, Lifeway Research study in 2007 said 70 percent of young people. And the Southern Baptist Convention in 2002 said 88 percent of young people were abandoning their faith by the time they reached age 18. Yeah. Now look at those numbers rising in such a short period of time. It's absolutely staggering. Right. We're, we're hemorrhaging to death as a church. And, and none of the survey results are, are you know, 5% or 8%. They're all, you know, well over half. Oh, it's, it's, it's astronomical. If, if there was a, a uh, any kind of illness, you know, if, if cancer, if the cancer rate was 80% in, in right, any, right. any yes. town, what, what would people yeah. be doing? They'd be going, what? They'd be moving. They'd be changing their diet. They'd be changing their input. They'd be, they'd be doing something. Yes. But, but yeah. I'm telling you, uh, uh, 
a Christless eternity in hell is far worse than, than, than getting cancer. Than anything, yeah. And these are, these are American surveys, and their surveys been done in other countries. Here in Canada, a report right. just came out uh, uh, this year. In fact, I was speaking in, uh, in uh, Charlottetown, PEI, just a couple of weeks ago, and right. talking with the pastor there. And in the PAOC church here in Canada, the yeah. Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, he was saying that a survey, that they recently did a survey, and their numbers were 90%. They are, using, they are losing 90%, 9 out of 10 of their primarily students yep. will, will leave the church. Unbelievable. You know, it's, it's just amazing. Yep. Uh, Josh McDowell recently spoke at my brother-in-law's church in, 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 the, uh, in Illinois. Just a fantastic and, uh, apologist, Josh, yes, Josh yeah, McDowell. A yep. former atheist yep. uh, who, who was challenged by Christians when he was in college to, to uh, uh, you know, or he, he actually wanted to disprove the resurrection right. in order to save his Christian friends at college embarrassment. He, he was doing them a favor, you see. <laughs> well, he became a Christian in the process. All right. And he said this at, the, at this church here a couple years ago. 63% of young people said they would attend church if the church presented truth in a way that they understood it and it was significant and meaningful to their lives. Right. So what's he saying? People are looking for the meat. You and can, there's a solution here. Yeah. You, you can have all, yeah. you can have all the hoopla, all the stuff, but people are looking to have a, an intellectually sound faith Absolutely. as well. And uh, when you think about it, uh, the question becomes, well, what role does apologetics actually play um, when, when you're leading someone to Christ? Right. And, and from a human perspective, we can kind of say, well, we have the experience of, 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 certainly you and I can experience that personally, but many people. You, you, you investigate Christianity, you look at the, the, the evidences that give support to the credibility, the accuracy of the Word of God, right. and then people end up becoming Christians. And so... Uh, you, you, you have that kind of from a human perspective. Right. But the Bible makes it clear that God saves sinners through the preaching of the gospel, right. not through evidences, yep. not through apologetics. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. That's everybody. Yep. <laughs> but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So initially, when we're all, I mean, when we're all, in that foolishness, we're all unsaved <laughs> before we're saved. Yeah. It's, it's foolishness, but it becomes the power of God. That's what God uses to save people. Right. In Romans 1.16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is, look at this, it is the power of God for the salvation to everyone who believes. Right. It's the gospel, the preaching of the gospel that saves people. So that's a legitimate question. Yeah. How does apologetics fit in with evangelism? Yeah. So uh, you could answer that by posing another question, right? What, what does it actually mean to be saved? Okay. Um, and, and of course, uh, we've got a verse here, 1 Timothy 2.4. Uh, it says, God who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. Um, you know, becoming a Christian isn't some mystical, uh, emotional experience, right? Yes. It's coming to the knowledge of the truth. Um, there are a lot of religions out there with a lot of untestable things. If you want to think that you're, you know, regurgitated 17 times over and over again <laughs> in some mystical, whatever. I mean, I'm not mocking it. I'm just saying there's all these different beliefs that you cannot verify. And so emotionalism or just something like that. I mean, right. I'm not saying that you don't, you don't feel God and feel emotion. I'm just yeah. saying that's not the experience. It's the coming to the knowledge of truth, Right. Yeah, that's not that's, just. Well, I feel saved. I feel so. saved. You know, I, Josh McDowell's actually said, you know, if, if you just say, well, you know, a rotten tomato in my left sneaker, that that's what I'm going to put my faith in. Well, that's not going to save you. You can put as much faith as you want in something goofy like that. It's got to be in something true. Right. So here's some basic truths that Christians know: God is holy. People are sinners. 
Jesus died to pay for sins. We can be made holy by accepting God's offer of salvation through Christ's death, and true believers demonstrate their faith by repentance. So, right, and ultimately, we're engaged in a truth war. Exactly, the creation-evolution issue is an issue of where's the truth. Mm -hmm. If evolution is true, let's live according to that. But uh, of course, we don't believe that, and there's yeah. lots of evidence against that, and right. that's our topic. How do, how do we convince people? How do we show them that evolution is wrong and they can place their faith in the Bible? Yep. Uh, and, and so many people are convinced that, uh, for example, if you leave hydrogen gas sitting around long enough, it becomes people. <laughs> but that's, n that's not truth. Um, we, we can look at, this gives us a hint here in 2 Corinthians 10.5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Well, that would be evolution and no God and naturalism and so on. Right. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. Right. So... What we want to do as Christians is, essentially what we want to do is, as, in, as it says in 2 Corinthians 10.5 uh, here, we want to destroy those false ideas, those falsehoods that are holding people's minds captive to a lie. Because if we don't, they will die believing that lie. Right. And, and there's a lot of things, that's, that's what our ministry does. It's, you know, we'll do that. We'll say, look at this evidence that evolutionists are using to convince people. Boom, here's why it's wrong. And we do demolish them. And that's why the ministry is very effective. And that's why atheists aren't too excited about us, to be honest. Because uh, the average person just wondering about the creation-evolution debate, they're not as passionate about it. But if you're a committed atheist, you're running around saying there's no God, you have to right. believe in evolution. Yes. So therefore, any attack on your religion, well, you, you know, they're going to attack back quite uh, Yeah, quite it's an emotional sadly. response. And, and just the, the notion of, so, so here's where apologetics fits in. Yeah. Right? We, we destroy those false ideas with logic, with reason, with, with scientific, with observations and yep. so on. Fresh dinosaur bones and you know, all, all the rest of it yep. that we talked about so much on these shows. And, and uh, that's where apologetics fits in because right. we're told to go and take every thought captive and destroy those false ideas. Exactly. So that, that's, in terms of blending these two together, that's where it fits. So it's like you said, it's a truth war, and Satan doesn't really care what people believe, right. as long as it's not the truth. And, and what we just talked about actually gives us clear direction, right? For, it for does. How, how, yeah. how to use creation evidences and, and apologetics in general is basically you can use these truths to basically tear down any falsehoods in people's lives, any stumbling blocks they had that prevent them to, to getting the gospel. So that's, that's their role. Right. Remember, people are saved through the preaching of the gospel. And we run into, I don't know, Cal, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've <laughs> run into folks like this as well, uh, the well-meaning creationists in the church who are, who are the, creation is their thing. Right. That's the, their, you, you know, it's, uh, it's almost like if, if they didn't believe in creation, they'd be into government conspiracies and, and alien cover-ups and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, right. it's, it's, if, if your whole purpose is, talk, is trying to get people to be creationists and talking about creation evidences, and you never present the gospel, they're never going to get saved. There's a lot of creationists that are going to go to hell, you, right? Yes. <laughs> because the, the thing is, you know, you start talking about intelligent design, you start showing them the sophistication of design. Look at these, look at these molecular motors inside things. Look at these molecular biological robots and all these kind of things. People can go, wow, aliens must have created us, right? Right, and, and then many do. And they're just on this wrong track, and, uh, and it's a false religion. You need to bring people to the truth. So these are, are great tools, great weapons uh, in, in the battle for truth, I guess you could say. 
But yeah, you need to yeah. point people to the truth, and that's Jesus. And an important tip is if, if you're out there and, and you're, you're you know, on creation.com and you're, you're absorbing some of the information that we're talking about here and through the books and DVDs and yeah. so on, that's great. But you need to also be frequently presenting the gospel. Oftentimes, many of the, the, the really hard debates that, that Christians have with atheists or that creationists have with evolutionists, they, they evaporate the the. the the, the opponent, the, the person you're trying to evangelize becomes yeah. a Christian and suddenly, oh yeah, I don't need evidences that there's a God. I, I know. You know <laughs> and I've heard that happen with, uh, with a number of people. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. But we can use tools. CMI provides, see, there's a, there's a witnessing booklets that we have. Yeah. They answer a question. And so you've got, again, apologetics and evangelism. They answer a question, where did King get his wife? How right. did dinosaurs fit with the Bible? That kind right. of thing. And in the back of those witnessing booklets, they include a basic gospel plan, what, what you need to know to, to make Christ Lord of your life. Right, so it's like, it, it takes care of the stumbling block, and it's like, by the way, the gospel's true. It yes. takes care of the stumbling block, by the way, the gospel's true. So that, that's really what you have to have in your, in your head all the time. It's not about winning an argument. It's not about stumping someone. It's not about making someone look foolish. It's not about going, aha, see, your right. evidence doesn't work, and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, you know, it goes both ways, actually, in the creation-evolution debate, I find. Um, Creation Magazine, what a fantastic uh, tool that, that CMI's had for over 30 yes. years now. Yeah. Uh, a, a magazine for families, for Christian families, so that they can, you know, articles for all levels of the family, even, you know, kids' Genesis Bible studies in right. there. Everyone yeah. can understand the articles. Fantastic tool. Um, you know, I remember uh, Rob Carter, one of the, our, our scientists down in, in the States at yes. CMI. He said Creation Magazine for him in university was like a, like a lifeline. Like it kept his faith strong because it was almost like, boy, is there anybody else out there that believes the Bible? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. that yeah. type of thing. He, he had an interesting concept, right? What, how he likes to use resources. You told me one time. Well, you he, guys he, together. he described it. I, I like this. And, yeah. and uh, he, he described Creation Magazine as a thought bomb, <laughs> right? So you, you, what, what happens is you're, you're, if you're talking with somebody about yeah. creation and they're evolutionists or, yeah. or, or, or you're just trying to tr strengthen a Christian, yeah. give them the magazine. Say, hey, here, here read this magazine. Right. Tell me what you think about it. Yeah. And then, and then you run away and he ran across the stage and, 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 then, and, and then you see the bomb go off. And, <laughs> what? There, there, you, you mean the Bible's true? You mean there's evidence that God created? And well, yeah. wow, this is incredible. So it's a thought bomb. But uh, <laughs> we, we, can, we can think about other things. Here, here's some more tips. The Bible talks about both spiritual things and non-spiritual things. It talks about things like uh, th things that science has discovered only recently. Mm. It talks about people and events in history. Th those, are, those, are, you know, those are real things that can be investigated. They can be verified. They can be tested. Right. The death the, the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. Those right. are actual events. But the spiritual things that the Bible talks about obviously can't be tested. And so it, this makes it important for Christians to bring in all the evidences, the historical data that supports those things that can be tested to give credence, to give support to the things that we can't test. Right. And there's another sort of important tip that we can consider. Exactly. You know, um, there are mountains of evidence for the accuracy of the Bible. I mean, yes. our website talks about it. So, um, really, you can have a strong uh, intellectual faith, and that's really what, what our ministry is about. And if you broaden this topic and, and you use the word missions, of course, uh, there's something that usually pops into people's heads, right? Yes. They're thinking of uh, going to a distant country, at least a, f a country that's not yours, and uh, presenting the gospel, right? Uh, sharing, etc. So evangelism. So. Yeah, to get the full picture of evangelism, missions uh, organizations have developed what they call the E-scale. Right. And, uh, and this, can get, this can kind of broaden our minds and, and give us a, a feel for all the different 
levels, if you like, of evangelism. Evangelism, the big picture. E0 is evangelism among churchgoers, among children of Christian parents. There's no cultural barriers that are crossed. It's the same culture, the same language. Uh, that's, that's the E0 level. Right. E1, evangelism to non-Christians in the same culture. Right. And that would include things like... Um, your unsafe family preaching. and friends, or yes, yeah, street preaching in, in your own cult, your own yeah. your own town, uh, handing out tracts, that kind of thing. It's the, that level of evangelism. E two, evangelism to non Christians in a slightly different culture. That would be if uh, you know if uh, if a Canadian went to the UK or went to Australia, same language, right? But the but the culture's not the same. They might be understanding things in a in a different way. You've been to Australia, right? Yes. I have, yeah. Do they speak the same language? <laughs> Just joking. I've Careful been there now. too. But uh, <laughs> E three. Let's move on quickly. The E E three. This is the this is evangelism to non Christians in a very different culture. That right. would be like a like a Canadian or an American going to you know, Tanzania or going to going to. You've, you've got to learn a different language. You don't yes. understand the culture. Yeah, very, very different very culture, different, different language. Yeah. They understand things differently. Uh, a very different way. So right. that gives us a picture of of you know evangelism. In its entirety, right now that scale uh, gives us a, a you know good understanding, a good understanding of how we're going to share the gospel. But what's interesting is if this E zero uh, level, if that's not done, nothing else is going to get done, right? Right. I mean, yeah. You know, we we showed you some pretty scary figures here. You know, 80 percent, ninety percent in certain denominations of our young people abandoning the faith. Guess what? E zero evangelism is is. Is horrific it's in Western one of the most world critical needs today. It's one of the most you know important things because you're never going to train up strong. I mean, think of an evangelist that goes to a different country, willing to learn a different language, risk right. their lives sometimes, you know, etc. You're not going to get people like that unless they're strong Christians. Well, where are those strong Christians coming from? And if we're losing 70, 80 percent of our kids, then you know, level zero evangelism is, is we're failing miserably. I, that's about the, the only thing you can say. Yes. Um, yeah. Ultimately, all evangelism at every one of those levels is going to fail if we don't have healthy churches. Right. Uh, churches that, that, that are equipping people to understand the truth and accuracy of the Bible. Right. And I mean, that's what CMI is all about, right? We, we partner with churches, uh, church leaders to help their congregations, to help pastors so they'll have answers. Uh, you know, really, we want to equip people to equip people that equip people. That's our, our goal, yes. right? We don't yes. want to come in and, and multiply uh, those efforts. And blah, blah, blah. We want to pass that information on. Uh, we've got resources for kids. We've got resources for students. We've got resources for parents. We've got resources for grandparents. So there's no reason for a Christian in our culture uh, not to get that information. Well, hopefully, at least if they've heard of us. Right, yes. And of yeah. course, there's creation.com, which has thousands upon thousands of articles and all kinds of videos. You can, you're watching, some of you may be watching these shows online on creation.com. Yep. But you mentioned grandparents. Yep. We've got resources. Uh, have a look at these, these Please Nana books here, this series. Mm. And these were written by a grandmother specifically to, for, for grandparents, for grandmas, to read to their grandkids. Right. To teach them truths about, you know, well, what is death? And it seems like a, you know, it's a big topic. Well, what is death? How, right. do, how do you, if a little, little bird dies in the backyard and, and uh, you know, little Susie's all distraught at, at three years old, and, oh, this poor bird. You, you, can, you can use those resources to, to, to grow your grandkids and so on. So right. we've got those wonderful resources. Um, some of our children's books and so on. Uh, it, the, the Please Nana books, yeah, we've already uh, talked about those. In, in Malachi, 
In Malachi 2.15, it says this. He did, did he not make them one with a portion of the Spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. Right. So one of the purposes of marriage is to produce not just offspring, but godly offspring. Exactly. And you can do that through some of these resources. So if you want to tell people about Jesus, start at home. Okay, we're talking about things that, happen, that are happening in the news. Right. Well, one of the things that happened... Uh, recently was Bill Nye the Science Guy, and, and that's a name that, that may be familiar to a, a lot of you. Right. Um, he had these great science shows for kids in the 90s, and, uh, and uh, you know, great shows, wonderful stuff. And yeah. he, he did a YouTube video um, in 2012 where he basically just slammed uh, creationists, right. he, and he encouraged parents, you know, don't teach your kids creationism because then we're we're going to because we need engineers and we need we need all kinds. Of, we did a we did a, a response. It wasn't really a response. We did a, a, a more of a parody of, uh, of of his video. Actually, you did a parody, and it was really I, good. <laughs> we had fun doing. Love the bow tie. It was good. But uh, yeah, I got, got a bow tie. But um, he mentioned in, in his video, you can, you can find it on YouTube, of course, uh, he mentions plate tectonics, he mentions biology, he right. mentions, uh, well, we have ancient dinosaur bones, he mentions radioactivity, yep. and, 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 and you go through his video and it, he just doesn't have a clue. It, it's, it's like he believes that you know, creationists just, just, we, we just, we, we, we check our brains and we, we, don't ha we don't see any of these things. Right. And it, it, it's, it's like he think, he's thinking it's an education issue. Right. And at least that's the way it's come across. Because I, I would say someone like Bill Nye, he, he probably has checked around a couple of creation websites and knows there's he, PhD he scientists so. yeah. and stuff like that. But really, yeah, that's the way he comes across. And that's the way I think the lay, a lot of lay public think. That if, if, if we could just study evolution, you know, if you and I, I mean, we're just creationists, right? So, I mean, we're just hicks. Right. So if we just went to school, studied evolution, looked at the, at the information in textbooks, well, voila, we'd just give up faith in Christ and, and we'd accept evolution and we'd just know that that's the way, you know, it is. Right, and that's, that's one of the ironies because... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I grew up on the other side <laughs> of the fence, looked at some information. Have, right? Yeah. And, and uh, we, we, we ha in fact, we have an information department that... Uh, that, that we, we subscribe to the evolutionary publications that are out there to, to stay in touch with what evolutionists are putting out today to attempt to shore up belief and you know, any observations that they're interpreting exactly. so that we can understand it properly. We know a great deal about evolution. That's right. Um, and, and it's, it's unfortunate that I would say the majority of people that I interact with that are, are not creationists have a very... Um, poor view or poor understanding that most creationists really do know what they're talking about. Um, you know, people that have been involved in, in this, this uh, area uh, in research, um, in presenting, you know, you go to creation.com, you're not going to see a lot of, you know, there's some hardcore science there, some, some brilliant people that work sure. with our ministry, yep. et cetera. And so. it's, it's because we study evolution and the science supposedly in favor of it that we're not evolutionists. That, that's part of it. It's, I mean, the, the Bible also plays a role, obviously. If you're Christians, you don't believe in evolution. Oh, of course. But, uh, but there, um, were, there were scientists on, on staff with us now that were scientists, you know, became Christians, and believed in evolution. As a matter of fact, David Catchpool uh, over in, in Australia says how he went right. to a meeting yes. uh, with these creationists. Now, he's a Christian, so he's looking at these creationists. He knows they're Christians, but he's saying, these guys are totally, this, this is wrong. You know, he's going to go straighten them out and let them know, you know, what it really was yes. like. 
got exposed to the, to the other interpretations of what he'd seen as interpreted as evolution, boom, now he speaks for the ministry. Yeah. Uh, very passionate about it. So and, it's, and Bill Nye just doesn't have a clue about the relationship between faith and science. No, we did a whole show on this, creation.com slash CML2-08. Right. And uh, there's a lot more details on this whole topic on creation.com. Have a look at creation.com. We'll see you next week. Both the Creation Magazine Live TV show and this podcast are produced by Creation Ministries International, a global think tank organization dedicated to disseminating the huge amount of scientific evidence for the accuracy of the biblical account of the origin of our universe. If you'd like to donate to keep this information coming, go to creation.com donate. And thanks for listening.